Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Messiah, more than merely the anointed one, which is what Messiah means, more than merely one sent to be king of Israel, God came himself. They didn't get that at first. Actually, most still don't, right? God came himself, Emmanuel. God was with them. There was no need to fast. There was no need to mourn. No, this was a time for celebration. This was a time for feasting. When Jesus was on the earth, the Pharisees questioned him about their fasting to point out their own faith. Today, as you join Pastor Robert, you will get to see the contrasting views Jesus had about this concern of fasting. He looked not at the physical act, but the actual heart inside the person doing the fasting. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 9 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Ezra says, I called a fast so that we would humble ourselves before God, put everything else aside just to be with him, to receive from him, to seek from him the direction that we needed for ourselves, for our children, for our possessions. Do you get that serious with God about how to spend your money, what to do with your resources? It's convicting. For me, anyway, maybe you do that all the time. But for me, this kind of hits home. Whether you fast for one meal or several meals, when you do without food and pursue spiritual nourishment, spiritual strengthening, instead, God says, if that's your reason for fasting, I'm going to reward that. I will meet you there. If you're doing it to impress people, if you're doing it just to feel better about yourself, you need not bother. You know, I love this morning, bright and early, I was looking at Charles Spurgeon's morning devotional message, and it was, you know, he took it from a, a passage in Ephesians about us being accepted in the beloved. And he just talked about how nothing we do impacts his love for us. Nothing that you and I can do, positive or negative, impacts his love for us. Fasting is not about twisting God's arm, you know, to manipulate him into doing something we want him to do. It's not about making him love you more, accept you more. It doesn't work that way. But it is about, you know, getting 
more serious, getting really serious about being with him, about hearing from him, about being strengthened by him to have your spirit fed. But I told you the passage actually isn't about fasting. It's kind of peripheral. So what is it about? Well, I think it's about the identity and the presence of Jesus Christ. You see, the disciples of John the Baptist were confused because what they expected from Jesus, it wasn't happening. What John thought was going to happen, it wasn't happening. And from their perspective, from the perspective of John the Baptist, from the perspective of John's disciples, many of whom had become disciples of Jesus, but some were still trying to figure it out. From their perspective, the disciples of Jesus didn't appear to be all that serious about God. And so they go to Jesus. We fast all the time. They never fast. I don't get it. I mean, if they're serious about drawing near to God, if they're serious about being close to God, why is it that they never fast? And Jesus He challenged their point of view. He said, can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. Now see, that statement in itself must have kind of like, what? The bridegroom is going to be taken? I mean, first of all, who's the bridegroom? I mean, in this story, it's Jesus, right? I mean, clearly Jesus is referring to himself. Why would they mourn? I'm with them. But you see, in the Hebrew Scriptures, the bridegroom would often refer to God. So just Jesus putting himself in that position would have been a shocker for the disciples of John and for the Pharisees. In Isaiah chapter 62, verse 4, the Bible says, You shall no longer be termed forsaken, nor shall your land anymore be termed desolate, but you shall be called Hephzibah and your land Beulah. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. And now here's Jesus referring to himself as The bridegroom. And the word that's translated friends, friends of the bridegroom, the word, and I think this was another one that they just, maybe the translators couldn't wrap their heads around it exactly or didn't notice, I don't know, but it could just as easily be translated children. The children of the bridegroom. Like, why would they mourn when he's with them? He's going to be taken away. You see, here's the point. Once again, this time a little more subtly than last time, Jesus is telling these students of Scripture that he is God in the flesh. He's revealing to them his identity. Messiah, more than merely the anointed one, which is what Messiah means, more than merely one sent to be king of Israel, God came himself. They didn't get that at first. Actually, most still don't, right? God came himself, Emmanuel. God was with them. There was no need to fast. There was no need to mourn. No, this was a time for celebration. This was a time for feasting. Jesus had come to change things. He'd come to move them from a focus on the shadows to a focus on the substance. Their whole system had pointed forward to what was now happening right in front of them, but they couldn't see it. They were focused on the traditions. Most Jewish people still are. 
focused on the traditions. It's a trap, by the way. We talk about it from time to time as a staff. It's a danger to get too focused on the traditions. Traditions can change. Sometimes they need to change with culture. Sometimes we need to adjust. Just because we've always done it that way doesn't mean we should continue to do it that way. We need to stick to the truth, stick to the principles. And see, what Jesus was telling them is he was trying to help them see he had come to fulfill everything, all these shadows he was the fulfillment of. That one fast that was required by the law of Moses, it was tied to the sacrifices for their atonement. It had to happen every year on an annual basis, over and over and over. And Jesus was about to offer himself as the final sacrifice. Those annual sacrifices for atonement would no longer be needed because the Lamb of God would bear all of our sins on the cross. John's gospel tells us in chapter 1, verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. Listen to this. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus came to change everything, to fulfill the law, finally. He didn't come to put a patch on Judaism, a new piece of cloth on an old garment, or put new wine into old wineskins, repackaging the old covenant. No, he came to put into effect, enter into a new covenant whereby the sins of humanity would not be merely cleansed temporarily, but would be eternally, permanently eliminated. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 9, 27, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for the powerful truth and the promises that lie within its pages. There's always something to learn from the Bible, and we hope you'll make it part of your daily routine. If you'd like to listen to more of Pastor Robert's teachings from the book of Matthew, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. You'll also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to The Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. We also want to invite you to join us for worship this weekend. Come visit Calvary Miami Beach on Sunday for worship and Bible study. Or join us online as we live stream. 
You'll be able to find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach under About at our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Robert next time, right here on Main Thing Radio.